Welcome, listeners. Welcome back to our podcast. Yay. Where is my flashlight? Um, with your hosts, Heather and Sophie. And today we're going to talk about season one, episode five. Yes. <laughs> and it's going to be effing fucking awesome. It is going to be effing fucking awesome. <sighs> yeah. But before, before we get in, get into the, the whole spiel, maybe mm-hmm. we should do a check-in. Oh, okay. Let's check in. <laughs> Your face and hair and everything going on right now is like speaking volumes to me. You guys can't see this, but I can. And oh my well, God. Here's the, here's the thing. I dyed my yes. hair. Which, I don't know if you can really see. I need to wash it, but I dyed my hair, which, because basically I'm, like, having a nervous breakdown. And so, you know, that's what you do, right? Like, you dye your hair to take back some kind of control of your life. Right, or you shave it off, like Britney Spears, you know, totally yeah. understandable. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's where I'm at in my life. I have dyed my hair. I also have not brushed it in several days, but you know what? That's fine, because I also haven't gone anywhere, so fuck it. Fuck it! Yeah, that's right. Nobody to impress. Yeah, and And even if I did go anywhere, I wouldn't care about impressing anybody. Right, like, I feel like we're getting to that age in life like where you start giving you start giving a fuck about what you think but not what other people think. Right. Exactly. Like I don't I don't care. I just don't care. So Right. I and I think it's because like for me I'm pretty well established in my identity yes. for the most part and um so like I'm not as scared of being rejected in like social situations I already know how to make my like meet my own needs and do self-care and Mm -hmm. what I want and what I don't want because I've had enough experience with that kind of stuff that I'm like yeah that was a mistake I know what to do now in the future and then I keep learning as I go exactly that's how how wisdom and experience works learning yay yeah so speaking of learning I dropped one of my classes um, cause I decided under the circumstances that I can't take two classes right now. So I'm only in one class now and even that might be too much, but we're, we're going to power through. So good. good for you. Yes. And well, what else is new? I don't know. I guess that's it. I've just been like, drifting off into oblivion and like watching a lot of murder shows and trying not to sink into despair and you know doing homework right statistics applied statistics basically is what i'm doing population dynamics which we've talked about um so that's Which fun. I know I know you love math and in anything to do with math. Yes. Because you're 
a whiz kid when it comes to that stuff. Yes. So that's my life now. Um, I, don't, I don't know what else to talk about. Um, I haven't really like done anything. No drama, mean trips, or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not this time. Sorry, um, my drama mean days are long behind me. Um, Thank I mean, God. I mean, now, like, I can't even take fucking acetaminophen. So, mm. you know, um, just, you know, for now, until things. Um, but I've already said too much. I don't really want to talk about that. Um, okay, you fair. Know, that, the details of the situation. But there is a situation, listeners, so that there you go. Um, that's between me and my diary and my therapist and all of my Facebook friends. All 574 of them or whatever. Wow. Not to brag. That wasn't bragging. That was just me thinking out loud that I'm not really doing a good job of keeping it private if I'm posting about it on Facebook all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's something to think about. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. Whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, I frankly, myself, I love how open you are about your mental health or any other struggles you're going through on Facebook because that, like, I think it kind of, for me, it raises awareness and it destigmatizes things because yeah. you're like, um, this is what's going on. And I know there's probably some of you out there who are going through some shit, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know. I, I've always, I've always appreciated when I, when I see that on Facebook, when you update and you're like, yeah, I'm going through some fucking hard stuff right now. And then I'm like, you go yeah. girl, you do it. Yeah. We do it. I guess it's just this recent thing. You know, I have some like, some, uh, shame about it which I know I need to I'm like I'm working through that because I know that it's not my fault and I didn't do anything wrong um good but you know that's where I'm at right now in coping with the, the situation um you can always delete your post at any point if you choose you know no, if you really feel like you're I like no I regret that I regret nothing. Yeah, that's, see, exactly. No so, raggarts. Right. Um, and, and dear listeners, just so you know, there's a difference between shame and guilt. Yes. Yeah, for me, like, guilt is something that motivates me to change because I know I did something wrong. Yes. And I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta make that right. How do I make that right? Exactly. And then I, I, and then I learn from that. But then shame for me is, it's not that I did wrong. It's that I am wrong. Oh. And, I, and, and I, and I can't argue with that. I right. can't change. Yeah. That's a I really, it's a really good distinction. Um, yes, exactly that. It's not that I did something wrong. It's that I am just inherently wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, but I know that, you know, that isn't true, so I'm just trying to work through that whole thing. Um, but I, I will say this, um, that uh, 
my my post about my current situation um, one of my friends actually messaged me and said that it my my post saved their life uh-huh yeah so i was like um i was just i just can't stop talking about myself which is the thing you know i wasn't trying to do anything i just cannot literally cannot stop so when they said that i was just like oh okay wow i guess that's validation that i shouldn't stop talking about myself yeah which is good because i I can't (laughs) (laughs) even if i wanted to i can't and that's okay Mm -hmm. that's 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 okay because you know um you know on the one hand you know you might be like geez uh maybe i shouldn't be sharing this with every tom dick and harry and then there's this other part of you that's learning like oh but when i do share everything with every tom dick and harry then maybe uh an alice will also find out about it and come along and be like you know Mm. what you inspire me keep doing what you're doing well i did win an award for inspiration and excellence (laughs) <laughs> was that at Garrett College? Yeah. Yes, I remember seeing that sort of that award on your wall, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Well, soon it's going to be on this wall in Ooh. here. Yeah. Um, you know, because this is my office, and so I'm putting all of my. I wish that there was a certificate because I love getting certificates. Uh-huh. It's like a it's a sickness. Okay, it's a disease. I don't I can think so. not I don't think stop. So. Um. So I just, like, I want to hang up all my certificates, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, some of them are pretty cool. Like, you know, I won an award for inspiration, and then I I graduated from fur trapping school, and, you know, um, among other things. And I just, I wish that there was a certificate. Like, when you take those quizzes online that are like, you know, who said this quote from this movie? You know? Because right. I did one of those once for Dirty Dancing. And I got a perfect score. And I wish <laughs> that there was like a little, like, print your certificate, because that would make me so happy if mm-hmm. I had that one. I could make it myself, you know, on right. the computer. I can do things on the computer, kind of. So, anyway, that's. What was I going to say? Uh, you were saying. You were going to tell people to step into your office. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I'm going to clean this place up and actually, you know, be an organized person so I can do things. Wouldn't it be neat if we got a storage unit to do our podcast out of? I just dreamt about that earlier. Well, more of a daydream, really, uh, earlier today where I was like, well, I've been to a lot of storage units where people like rock out, you know, people, you know, flip out with their tits out or whatever, jam out with their clam out. Oh, is that what we're going to do? Is that what this podcast is about? Yeah, we might as well, you know, and so I was thinking, you know, wouldn't that be cool? But, you know, that costs money and stuff. 
Yeah, so. and I mean, we already can just sit at our respective homes. Right. That are already being paid for by, you know, whoever. <laughs> right. In in either case. So, yeah. So what what's up with you? What's the sitch? Well, I'm sorry to hear that you're going through a tough time, but I Thank think you. you'll get through it with grace, yes. as you always do. Um, yeah, but I'm going to, like, have a meltdown first. Yeah, and usually on the other side of that existential crisis, uh, I've noticed great growth. Yes, I come out as more a awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, you go through this ego death, and then you, you start to wonder, what is my purpose? Who am I? What's going on? And then, um, yeah. and, and then out of that carcass comes this beautiful sunflower, like oh. the Ukrainian flag or something. Oh. And then, and then all of a sudden it's, it's beautiful. Everything is grand and great. Yeah. That's how I picture it. That does sound beautiful. Thank you for saying mm -hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been through many ego deaths, and I'm going through one actually right now. Luckily, I have the universe as a higher power, which kind of helps me get through that because mm -hmm. it's kind of it acts as like a terror management theory, oh. or you know, it helps me with the existential crisis because it's like this internal resource I can draw from, right? Mm. And um, so, yeah, so I have this belief in a higher power of my own understanding that helps me get through. And so I can pray and I can meditate and I don't know why it works or how it works. It just, I know it works. It just does. And so I am like, you know, I'm not, here's another stupid analogy. I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth. I'm just going to be like, hey, this works. I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. Um, and uh, most recently, I'm still kind of going through the death throes of it, um, is my own mortality. Um, because I'm struggling with, you know, the physical disabilities, um, which has been limiting me, and also mental disabilities, the unseen type, you yes. know. Um, which are really hard as well. And I'm starting to kind of grapple with this at the very verge of my career, jumping off point where I'm like, oh, like I finally, I worked nine years of college to flip and get here. Yeah. And I can't even do anything because I'm crippled. I'm I feel disabled on the inside and the outside. And so I'm like, how am I supposed to do my job, my career that I work so hard for if I am unable to function? And so, yeah, I've had to like face the fear around that of like, oh, maybe I'm not fully equipped mm -hmm. to do this because I'm being faced with my own, what's the word? fragility yeah that's legit I've been through that you know like in the last few years I've just been like 
why am I even bothering to like finish my degree? Because a lot of the jobs in my field are things that, you know, by the time I'm done, like I may not be able to actually do. So, you know, that is a conundrum. Um, but I think I'm probably just going to like open an opossum sanctuary and then it doesn't matter. I can just live my dream right. of being surrounded by opossums. That'd be cool. Yeah. So, but it took me a while to like get to that point because, you know, the things I really wanted to do are things that I just can't like physically or emotionally do. Um, you know, cause like in the last few years, especially my mental health has like gone down the fucking toilet. So, you know, there's a lot of things I just can't do. Like a lot of times I can't really leave the house. And, you know, when you have a degree in fisheries and wildlife, you know, like most of the jobs are outside of your house. So... Right. But, I mean, not all of them. Like, it's not, you know, it'll work out. It'll be fine. Right. Yeah. You know, you can just be like, hey, um, uh, 1990 Americans with Disabilities Act, yeah. motherfuckers. And number two. Give me accommodations. Yes. <laughs> Accommodate and, yes. me. And number two. Send me your soil and water samples and I'll analyze them in my personal lab. Oh. <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. Okay, I would actually really love that. <laughs> like, mail them to me in packages. Oh, God. I love <laughs> soil science so much. <laughs> oh, geez. That's... Ugh. Love it. Um... You can be your own little CSI lab, you know? Like, mm -hmm. And, and you my lab like, assistant, um, <gasps> my lab assistant will be an opossum in a little lab coat. Yes! Yeah. Oh my god, that'd be so cute. It would be cute. I don't know what it would be named, though. I'd have to meet it first. Right. You know, you can't just name things. Even yeah, though... I guess I named my cat Salt Lick Dale Jr. before I met her. Yeah. That wasn't my fault. That was, um, I was under the influence <laughs> of, uh, <laughs> oh god, what are they called? Rhett and Link. Yes, Rhett and Link. Oh my god. Yeah. Good mor- uh, wait. Good Mythical Morning. Good Mythical Morning, yes. Yeah, it's hard not to be under their influence because they're so frippin' hilarious. Um, yes. I, I love those guys. And um, I remember last time I was over at your house, I showed you their Christmas special where they sang karaoke Yes. with Jack Black. And that was so good. That was, yeah. I can't say enough how rad they are. They're, they make me laugh all the flipping time. Well, they are the reason that there's a cat in the world that is named Salt Lick Dale Jr. <laughs> so, thank you, Rhett and Link, for helping me name my cat. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. 
It is a really great name. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. And she's a great cat. Indubitably. Well, uh, you know, I guess to our dear listeners out there, if you're struggling with something out there, you know, in the world, wherever you are, um, you know, ask for help, you know, get help. There's, there's always help out there. And even if there's a waiting list that's several weeks long, mm-hmm. you get know, on get on that list. Yeah. Get on Don't that list. Wait. Get as, yes. Get on as many lists as you need to, like until one is like, you know, oh, well we had a cancellation. So we're mm-hmm. bumping you up, yes. you know, um, you can, you know, don't lose hope, just keep trying. And in the meantime, you know, there's tons of national hotlines, there's tons, there's a Oregon warm line where it's peer run and it has peers that can talk to you. So if you are like not into talking to authority figures or people who like have white coats or, you know, letters next to their name or something for whatever reason, you know, you can call mm-hmm. this, talk to somebody who's relates to you as an equal and it's just like i hear you i've been there dude there are there's text lines also if you don't want to actually call somebody right because i know that that's like a huge barrier for a lot of people myself included i hate making phone calls like i would rather just die (laughs) so um oh my god the other day i had to make like four phone calls (laughs) it was the worst um yeah, a lot of millennials really struggle with that. Like, um, yes. there's actually a joke. It's like, how how do you give a millennial an anxiety attack? Call them. Call them on the phone. Jesus. Give them a, yeah. give them a fo- phone call. Yeah, so anyway, so there's text lines where mm-hmm. you can text with somebody instead of, like, calling. So that is a really good resource, too. Um, I wish I had... The actual numbers for some of these resources but i guess it depends on where you live too yeah i bet, I bet that go- a quick google search would answer the questions absolutely yeah just google it the point and- though is that there's a lot of resources for mental health and um you know so it can be scary and it can be embarrassing but you know do it right and Get if you have it help. if you Right, exactly. Get help. There's always hope. And, you know, you can always call a friend. If you don't have friends as resor- as natural resources, then, yeah, call one of these hotlines. You can mm-hmm. get help. And then also, um, gosh, what was I going to say? Oh, my brain. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know. It's mush at this point. Um, um, uh, Yeah, well, to kind of check in right now, uh, you know, about me, uh, I guess recent developments have led to the beginning of the end of the beginning of the end. A lot of transitions right now because, like I said, uh, I think in the last podcast, I'm about to graduate, which mm-hmm. means, you know, all the people I've met at school, uh, my colleagues, my professors, my, you know, the faculty, all these people 
are, I'm probably never going to see them again, you know, Mm -hmm. most likely. And then my internship is ending, which means I'm having to say goodbye to all my clients. Um, and that has been bittersweet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been both joyful and sad, um, tearful moments on both sides, actually. Yeah. And it's been, it's been a beautiful experience and sad experience. And then just like so many, and then like having four jobs offered to me all at the same time. And four? Last time it was two. Yeah, the, there's, like, another one came, and then another one, and and then I'm like, oh, oh my God. God. you're Urban. so awesome. I've never had luxury problems like this before. Yeah. Uh, you know, the second, the second I got booted out on my front doorstep, I've been poor or working poor yeah. for the past. Well, look at you. Look at you now. You're all grown up. Yeah, 20, 21 years or something like that. Yeah, it's been probably at least that long. Not that I, my family was very middle class either. I don't know if you would call them middle class, maybe lower middle class. But yeah, it, but still, you know, it's it's crazy to think about, you know, all these changes, all these endings and all these beginnings and you know, most likely my job will change. So I'll be saying goodbye to the coworkers and bosses and all my clients that I've known for the past three years at my job mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, I just, yeah, it's like, uh, and then I've also decided to abstain from any sex or dating. Oh, yay. So I'm on hiatus and I'm focusing just on myself. Nice. Me too. Yay. Oh, Oh, good. Yeah, I've I've been dating myself. Yes. And um, yes, it's pretty queen. good. So, yeah, tell tell me more about that if you want to. You know. Yeah. No, no I'd love to. Yeah. So let's, let's overshare. Let's yeah. Let's do it. Let's, why not? Let's do that. If it inspires somebody, then we've made a difference in somebody's life. It's yes. totally worth it. Fuck yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm just like kind of burnt out on it Mm -hmm. you know it's just like I'm not attracting what I want so therefore I want to be what I want um and then you know maybe somebody that is actually compatible will see that and be like oh that's that's somebody I want Mm -hmm. you know maybe someday I'm not worried about it right now like I had this this dream where I was like disappointed by another partner and then all of a sudden that person went away and then my brain literally it was like the camera shifted to this map Mm -hmm. of all these unexplored territories with names that I didn't even recognize and I became extremely excited about exploring these territories and like being adventurous you know, mm-hmm. and I was just like, it was literally symbolic of this is where this path leads you. Mm-hmm. And then this is where this path leads you. And like, I literally had never felt so excited in my life. And I was just like, ooh, curious and ooh, inspired and ooh, like, oh, I want to check all of these things out. Like, what 
what is left to explore out there in mm-hmm. the world and not be held back by any attachments or even my own body, even my own crippled body, <laughs> like not being held back by anything, like literally just like, okay, cool. I can do anything in this dream. And, um, and I think that the possibilities and the, like that hope is starting to kind of come back to me. Mm-hmm. I like, there was a couple of douchebags who, let's say, actually, there were three douchebags that were interested in me. And I noticed that their actions and their words were not in alignment, or they were avoidant and kind of like, meh, sure, let, I'll let you know if, you know, I'm, I decide to do that or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? No. Uh-uh. The person who will be with me will show they want to be with me. I do not want to chase after emotionally unavailable people, just what? like my family of origin. My family of origin taught me that love equaled pain mm-hmm. and, it, and it equaled terror mm-hmm. and it, anxiety and it and, you know, yeah, there were beautiful parts, too. But it's like, that's the type of love I was taught and programmed with. Mm-hmm. And what I truly desire is something much different than what I was taught. And it's very difficult to break that pattern once learned. Because mm-hmm. it's literally been instilled in me since I attached and imprinted like a baby duck my caretakers you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. this is how I've learned to relate to people this is how I've learned to attach this is how I've learned to love and um yeah I don't I don't want that anymore I want to grow past that I want to break the chains of intergenerational trauma and say no ma'am not me that's not that's not what I want yeah and in order to do that yeah, and in order to do that, like, I know I've, I've got some exploring to do of the self. And I don't know if I told you this, but I got this Carl Jung shadow work journal about exploring the dark side of myself. Ooh. And, like, be- making that conscious. Mm-hmm. And therefore learning to love it and accept it and not be ashamed of that part of me that perhaps myself or society would not accept. It's like all of me at that point mm-hmm. saying, oh, hello, woman that wants to be like Kali, the goddess of, from like Hindu legend that just like, like destroys and then rebirths everything. <laughs> yes. Yes. There's that part of me that really wants to do that. Or like this part of me that really wants to dominate And then there's like this part of me that just like wants to like run and hide and say F all responsibilities or Mm -hmm. luxuries, just like escape, you know, like, I don't know. And, and those are that a lot of Carl Jung believed that a lot of struggle came with from within based on that lack of acceptance of our shadow self or our unconscious side. Mm. Um, and I feel like 
yes, time time to face my demons. Time to look at look at that unconscious stuff that I'm doing. Cool. Yeah, it's gonna be a journey. It's gonna be painful, but my experience, if I'm comfortable, I'm not doing it right. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, I guess that my my dating hiatus, I haven't really I haven't put that much thought into it like you have, you know, mm-hmm. I just hate everybody, <laughs> you know, because I feel like the the people that I have dated for most of my adult life, you know, it's like they're just the worst and like as I get older they get worse and so I'm I mean it's kind of the same thing where I'm like taking a step back to figure out like why is this happening to me like why am I why do I only attract you know liars and narcissists and you know fucking scumbags like why why is this happening you know um and I will admit, because I'm not great at, you know, abstaining from things, there is a person that I like right now, but we're not, like, a thing. We're just, like, talking and getting to know each other, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we'll see what happens there. And he's a person that I've kind of known for a while, so I'm pretty sure that he's not garbage. Right. And that's good. But people surprise you every day. Yeah. You know, so normal people are just people you don't know very well, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It, it, you know, it's like, yeah, but I mean, it, it, it is better chances, I think, if you, because that's what I want to do too, is I want to, if I do decide to go back to dating again, um, I want it to be with uh, getting to know the person first, like being like, you know, developing healthy intimacy at a normal rate. Oh, because I don't even know what that means. (laughs) I know. Like, I don't either. It's so hard for me because like, I'm like, don't get me wrong. I'm a lot better than I used to be. But when I was younger, oh my God, dude, it was like, Here's all my trauma drama. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. Bleh, mm-hmm. you know, all over you, and and now love me. Yeah, you know, and it was like, and then they would do the same thing, and then it would get really weird. <laughs> It'd be like, uh, actually, yeah. I don't really know you that well, and we got right. way too close, way too soon, and we haven't built up that trust yet. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Jeez, what is happening? Hmm. Anywho, yeah, that's my my rant. <sighs> it was a good rant. <laughs> I loved it. Aw, thanks. Um, and I'm really excited for you and I'm proud of you for Aww. taking control of your life and, you know, so that you can be your best, most awesome self. Thank you. That's very exciting. Um, I support your endeavors 100%. Thank you. You too. Yeah, I literally, like, you know, there was, like, like I said, there was, like, three douchebags that Mm -hmm. I was, like, 
Luckily, I didn't do anything with them, really. It was just, they just were kind of like a emotional affair, so to speak. Not mm-hmm. really anything serious. I didn't even get physical with them in any way. But, um, like, I could just tell there were certain patterns about it that I didn't appreciate. And I was like, yeah, no, mm-mm. And so I dropped them some texts and I made sure that they knew it wasn't about them. It's just my personal decision to end any kind of romantic attachments at this point in my life. I'm going to focus on myself, take care and block, block, block. Mm -hmm. And I love blocking people. I know it felt so powerful and in control because Mm -hmm. When I've tried to tell people that over the years when I've decided to go on a hiatus or go back to dating or whatever, um, they always try to argue with me. They always try to be like, well, why? And blah. And and then they're like, try to like plead their case or some sort of bullshit. Mm-hmm. And nobody um, has time for that. No. And it, like, you know. I just, I wish that my experience has been, and trust me, I've, I've been on a hiatus many different times in my life from this. Um, you know, I wish that my experience has been like, oh yeah, totally understandable. You take care too, like good for you. Mm-hmm. But no, that's not my experience. And so that's why I was like, I just have to make a completely cl- like clean break. I mean, I didn't even owe them an explanation. I could have just blocked them and mm-hmm. been fine with that. But I was like, you know, in the off chance I do bump into this person, I at least want to just give them a reason. Yeah. And bow out, you know. Yep. And so I feel really good about that that decision because immediately I recognized my power coming back to myself. Mm -hmm. I was no longer giving my power away to these people and expecting to get something in return when they had nothing to give me and I was no longer like you know needing anything you know or Mm -hmm. validation or whatever I wasn't I don't need to get anything out of these people because I already have it all it's like Eleanor Roosevelt says I looked everywhere and she was here the whole time yes (laughs) yes and that's, and, and that's paraphrasing what she said. I can't remember exactly what she said, but it's like one of my favorite quotes ever is mm-hmm. she's just like, I looked everywhere outside of myself and ended up realizing I was here the whole time. That's what I needed, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, dude, that's it. And I also, this is also another rant. One more phrase that I really appreciate by their actions you will know them yes and that is also something that i've been taking to heart recently is like people's actions always speak louder than their words Mm -hmm. and if they're not in alignment if their behavior and their words are not in alignment i am in the midst of crazy making I'm in the midst of possibly psychological or emotional abuse, even, 
Um, mm-hmm. That's happened too, where you get where I've been gaslit and you know mm-hmm. told to doubt my own reality that this sort of stuff did not happen when I called the person out. Um, you know they're minimizing, altering, deflecting, or they would um, blame shift, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, like I'm noticing this. This isn't cool, bro. And then they be like, well, you did this and you did that. And they're like, shove that in your face. And it's like, ew, what? Yeah. What, you know, what happened to having an adult conversation about like boundaries and like, you know, it wasn't like, please just, you know, if you could just acknowledge what you did was wrong and you could apologize, like that goes a long way. But so many people don't seem capable of doing that. No. Yeah, it's it's very disturbing. I've been through a lot of that, too. So I'm just, you know, I'm done. I'm just done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because I feel like my my life is pretty great. So if a person wants to be a part of that, and like enhance my life then that's one thing but if they're gonna like take away from it at all like I don't want any part of it so yes yes so that's that's kind of that's where I'm at I'm just you know like a bitter old hag it's fine (laughs) they would call us back in the day they would call us spinster aunts heck yeah you know like, you know, we help the family and like, we like mm-hmm. pass down our inheritance to our nieces mm-hmm. and nephews or yes, whatever. And, you know, and I'm okay with that. Like I, you know, at some point, you know, I don't think I'll probably ever have my own biological children because I think I'm getting too old for that. I've had to kind of face my fears around that of never being able to have the American dream, so to speak. Mm. Uh, yeah, ew, is right. Uh, I, you know, because I, I get to this point where I'm like, you know, do I really have time for that? No. You know, and then I'm also thinking about, like, what about being a foster mom? Because, like, there's probably a lot of kids out there who have been in houses where there was abandonment and abuse and neglect Mm -hmm. like like my house and I've done all of the tricks I've ran away I've gotten in trouble with the law you know I've Mm -hmm. I've you know thrown fits I've you know I did all of the things that traumatized kids do yes and so I'm gonna be able to relate to them on so many levels that like mm-hmm. when they slam doors and punch walls or try running away or stealing money or doing drugs or alcohol or going doing crazy shit, rebelling and whatever have you, I'm going to be like, I know what you're doing mm-hmm. and uh, I know you're scared and I'm not going anywhere and I love you. <gasps> That's and how I felt when I was... Um... I was volunteering as a as a mentor for mm-hmm. troubled teens. I was teaching them how to work in the garden. Mm-hmm. And they were kids who were like uh 
you know, they were assigned to community service by the juvenile court. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, the, the juvie bus would bring them on down to the farm and mm -hmm. we would hang out in the garden. And, uh, and I was like, you know, I could relate to all of them because I was a troubled teen. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, it was really awesome. And I felt like if they had had that program when I was a troubled teen, you know, maybe things would have, like, gone better. Right. Um, but they didn't, so whatever. Um, but yeah, that, I think that that's something that maybe you should look into. Mm -hmm. I think you would be good at that. I think I might. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens, you know, like... The world is my F and oyster right now because mm -hmm. I'm literally like have all of these. <laughs> what was that? That is my automatic cat feeder. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's automated for certain times of day and I forgot about it. <laughs> so oh. I was like, what the? Oh, oh. yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty neat, you know. I'm hoping that I'll be able to get some sleep and Fatty will lose a, a pound or two more. We'll see. Yeah. My Mr. Megachonk. Oh, I love him. I know. I love fat cats. They're my favorite. <laughs> Is it animal abuse when you like to keep them fat and you want them fat? <laughs> I think that might depend on how fat they are. True. And what, how it's affecting them physically. And are what are you doing that is making them and keeping them fat? Um, well, before it was an automatic, it was one of those like auto refill cat feeders, which mm -hmm. basically means they could just go eat whenever they want. Yes. And uh, poor it's a Chonker. Slippery just, slope. Yeah. Well, he's like me. He. But with food, he's an alcoholic with food, mm -hmm. and he just, like, for some reason, once he just doesn't have an off switch, <laughs> which I can relate to. Sure. Uh, a lot. Yeah, so, I do. oh! Sorry, speaking of the devil, he's come <gasps> over to visit me. Oh, he knew you were talking about him. Mm-hmm. Oh, so maybe we should get around to this. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Is but that like, is that what we're doing here? Are we yeah. Is this podcast about ghost hunters or is it like a mental health life coach session? <laughs> or is it both? It's everything we want it to be. Fuck it. That's right. So, um yeah, let's dive on in to uh Ghost Hunters season 1 episode 5. All right. I, I feel like you do the best freaking summaries of episodes. Okay. Like you, but if, if you're not feeling equipped to it, I'm happy to do it as oh, well. Oh, I, I can do it. I, um, you know, I always take copious notes. Like, I write down everything they do, so. Right. Okay, so season one, episode five, the TAPS team goes to Eastern State Penitentiary, which is in Philadelphia, Pay as Space Ghost would say. We know it as Philadelphia, <laughs> Pennsylvania. <laughs> I haven't seen that episode. That's rad. Oh, God. Something's in my eye, other than my finger. Okay. 
So let's see. Bleep bleep bloop. Um so the the crew this time we have Jason, Grant, Steve, Brian Hanwa, Carl the demonologist and a new person, Sherry who is Steve's friend. Whatever that means. Um and uh so they they'd go down to the penitentiary and I didn't have time to look up like history of the location. Did you do any of that? Eh, no, not really. What I knew though is that I think it was built in, was it 1838? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I remember it was super old. I don't know. It was super duper old. Like one of the oldest like existing penitentiaries today um that is still basically like what do you call it um above ground still existing not demolished what i don't know what you call that i don't i don't know (laughs) yeah i don't either whatever you know i don't know it exists words are really hard so i know Okay, so they go down there, and they meet up. What I think is cool about the building, actually, is that it is like a... It's like spokes of a wheel. Mm -hmm. Like, there's this central little hub, and then all the different cell blocks come off of it, like little spokes. So I think it's a cool design. And it looks like a really creepy, old, awesome building, and we should go there. Um, Also, what's messed up... The, the inmates were expected to be locked in their cell for 24 hours a day Yeah. at one point. Yeah. It, like, that's just evil. That's just well, plain, like, and it, I think it comes from that old uh, Quaker kind of belief that if you stay in isolation or solitude and reflect and pray on your, you know, mm-hmm. harms or whatever, that you can be somehow what's the word redeemed yeah it's really old kind of belief system which is not helpful for no and i really you know i was watching this uh episode and thinking about you know the the way that like the prisoners lived and um the conditions and everything and like i started getting all riled up about you know like the uh united states prison system and judicial system and all the thing and i was like okay don't don't turn it into a rant but basically what i'm going to say is that we need to bring this whole system burning to the fucking ground because our prison system is totally fucked up and racist and horrible and uh it doesn't work it does not work so that's all i'm gonna say i'm not gonna go on a rant about it that's there it is let's get back to the fucking thing so they meet up with this guy bob the tour guide and he seems fucking cool and he takes them around they visit cell block four which is where they go and he talks about how they were in lockdown for like 24 hours a day and um you know, it's just like this sad little box with this like tiny slit of a window. It's like so 
depressing and like some of the people you know they had like a life sentence like that was their life and that right. is it's unacceptable um and right. he also shows them the cell where uh, al capone was staying in for about eight months and it was like super nice with like all this furniture and cool stuff and you know <laughs> Yeah, Al Capone had a staycation. Yeah, in like literally a staycation because he had like donated money to the prison where he was incarcerated. So he was allowed to get all this like fancy stuff where other people were like living in shit, literally. <laughs> so hooray for Al Capone and boo for all the other people living in their own waste. Right. Um, and then let's see, they go to cell block 12. And uh, that's when Bob is telling them that a lot of the people who have reported uh, experiences, you know, they see like shadowy figures kind of moving around like in the cells or out of the cells or like running down the hall or just like, you know, like just shadows moving around. Um, and, and noises and stuff. And, that yeah, noises that can't be explained and... Um, you know, feeling like there's somebody, like, standing really close to you, but then, like, you go to look and there's no one there. There's just, like, a shadow. Mm -hmm. And that's just, like, that thing in my garage, Sophie. Like, that's ah! that feeling where you feel like someone is in the room with you and you look and there's just, like, a shadow. <laughs> it's not there anymore. It, got, it went away. I don't um, like it. Oh. I No, it's the worst. Um, so, anyway... Uh, over 80,000 men and women served time at Eastern State Penitentiary during the time it was in operation. Which, again, I don't know how long it was in. Sorry, listeners, that I didn't have time to do research. Um, it's okay. Maybe I we can either. do it next time. Maybe we can do a little Eastern State recap. Right. Um, and if you, before you continue, like, if you even, like, think about uh, the amount of pain, death, and suffering people must have experienced over the 150 plus years at this place, yeah. you know. Yeah, like, there's a lot of shit that went on there, literal and figurative shit. So. Yeah, like, people probably died, people probably committed suicide, people probably got murdered yeah you know? like he did mention that people died there but he didn't say how many or like under what circumstances but you know people die in prison that's a thing right um but eighty thousand people being locked up there like that's a lot of people if you try to picture eighty thousand of something like that's a lot yeah and statistically the odds of terrible things happening there goes up with how many people you've had come in and out of a place over the years. I'd be interested to know, like, what the capacity of it was. Like, how many mm. people could be there at a time. Right. Know? These are all things that we could have looked up, but didn't. No, um, yeah. But, I mean, maybe someday we will. So, anyway, um, this episode is uh, just chock full of drama. <laughs> There's so much drama in this one. Yeah. And it's it, it like, it starts out about something about a cord or something, and Jason's all, like, mad at Brian, and it's like, they just got there, you know, and Brian's like, I'm done, I'm leaving, you know, 
Um, but then he comes back. Anyway, so blee blee blah. They're teaching. There's like different scenes during the investigation where Steve and Grant are training this this uh this Sherry character or character, if you will. Oh no. Um, to use the equipment and just, you know, to like what they're what they're doing and why. Um, I don't know if we ever see her again on another episode. I honestly, I I could not pronounce her last name even if I tried when mm. I was looking at it on the screen. And um, she was like literally a, just a, a baby that they brought in off yeah. the street, it seems like, who never had done any paranormal investigating yeah. before in her life. She was just interested and then they like took her on like a little intern. They took her, you know, under their wing and they started teaching her about the paranormal. And I was like, and, and there was no backstory or introduction. Like, Except other than, that she's like, Steve's friend. Yeah, that's it. You yeah. know, and it's like, so people can just like be referred and you can just yeah. be a part of TAPS or something. I, mean, I, you know, it, I don't know. It seemed like she had a good time. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and then the infamous dude run scene <laughs> happens in this episode um, where uh, Brian Harnois and cameraman Dave are down in cell block four. And uh, Dave, because he's a cameraman, he's taking pictures with Flash. And um, they see like a shadow and then they run out of the fucking thing. And it's really stupid. And uh, Brian gets all kinds of shit about it from Jason and Grant. And they tell him, you know, it's really unprofessional. Because, like, the people that called them there to do an investigation were, like, standing right there watching them, like, run out like babies. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Yeah, like they do in some other paranormal investigation shows, which I will not mention. Sure. Where they are literally so dramatic and unprofessional where they run out at the sound of, like, Anything. any movement. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I cannot watch those shows because of Ghost Hunters. Ghost Hunters taught me, you know, that it is unprofessional to go running because, like, if you're just some chicken shit kid that, like, is coming to Ghost Hunt and help these people, if you're yeah. in somebody's residence... Like, and they really need you to keep your cool to give them some semblance of like sanity or touch with reality because they're questioning themselves. And then the ghost hunters that you, that you need help from are running out of the house scared. Yeah. Like that it's doesn't give good. them any hope at all that you're competent in doing what right. you're doing. It's, it's just not a good way to act. And also, you know, probably like whatever is in that location can't do anything to you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, running is stupid because it's not like it's going to do any, like a noise isn't going to hurt you or a shadow like, isn't going to hurt you. Right. Like even, um... I think it was Grant said, you know, there's not an inhuman entity or inhuman spirit here, which is another term for demon, mm -hmm. um, because it's never walked on this earth in human form. 
And so they would call it a demon in human spirit or entity. It, it is not even present at that site. Yeah. So therefore, and so he says that he's like, there isn't a demon here. Like you're not going to get scratched or hurt. So like, what the fuck was that all about? Yeah. Yeah. It was just, just dumb. I don't know. Um, but I do like that they never let him live that down. And that the show even, like, they, you know, for season after season, they show us that clip again and again to remind <laughs> us. Dude, That's true. Run. And they, and I think they even make a t-shirt or a sweater. Or, yeah. Like, I think that, that Brian gets, like, a hat that says, dude, run. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. I love it. I'm glad that he, like, But then Jason it. gets mad about it. He's like, why would you want to advertise that? I think it's Jason. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get yeah, there, people. It, right. So, okay. Dude, run. <laughs> um, and it's with <sighs> his signature accent, too. I know. It, it's like, know, it's the, the most perfect Harnois moment. Yeah. Rhode Island accent. I just love it. Um, okay, so then they go to the analysis. And, uh, you know, Brian keeps throwing Steve, like, pieces of dust and whatever. Um, and then Steve says, stop showing me things that would be cool and show me things that are cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was <laughs> and, such a burn. I know. And then Brian suddenly is like, what the bleep is that? But he doesn't do, you know... What was that dude? Mm. He doesn't say it like that. He just says it like a normal person. Mm-hmm. You know, sorry about all my paper rustling. Whatever. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yes. Um, yeah. I, I thought we were just, we were messing with pages, so I thought I would, like, show you that I'm joining. Yeah. I appreciate and, it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Let's make some noise. Yeah, um, people. Oh, God, now there's something in my other eye. <laughs> God, what is happening to me? I don't know. Uh, I think it's because I can't take my um, allergy medicine until I talk to the doctor. Mm. So I'm, you know, like my nose is all stuffed up and my eyes are falling out and I'm a disaster. Anyway, okay, so... A beautiful, there's beautiful a... disaster, in my oh, opinion. thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Hot mess is what I uh -huh. like to say. Um, so, the thing that Brian was exclaiming about is this, like, weird shadow. And then Steve is like, isn't it, is it an anomalous vapor? Like, he says that several times in this episode. And I'm like, what does that mean? What is an anomalous vapor? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. I'm going to Google that some okay. bitch. While so, you continue if you want. Okay, so basically it's like this just weird shadow moving that they caught on the IR camera. And um, so they're like, we don't know what that is. So they, they show it to Jason and Grant and it's just like a, you know, they do like the frame by frame and everything and it's like, it just looks like this shadow like kind of forms out of nowhere and takes off running away from the camera and it's like up on the the balcony of the third 
floor in cell block 12 and it's like this really narrow balcony with this like little railing and um you know like it it's a solid thing because it blocks the reflection of the IR camera that's on the railing but it's like what is that like it's so grainy you know and right. um so they're like was that a person like with a excuse me sir Jeez. oh all i see is kitty yes oh kitty can i help you okay anyway so you know jason and grant are like was that a person with like a cape or something draped over them you know so they're just like they have no idea what it is but they're like let's send it out to a video a videographer who can uh you know cleaned it up so did you find something um no not really <laughs> i mean it doesn't really like it talk you know there's lots of quote unquote anomalies but not anything i can see specifically Ooh, ectoplasmic mist or vapor. This, an, this anomaly is an amorphous, cloudy, or... Hey, what? What happened? Well, apparently it looks like... Um, Looks like my Google broke. Oh. Yeah. I don't okay. know what's going on. Well. Well, whatever. Basically, I mean, I think it must mean, like, you know, something that looks vaporous or misty. Mm-hmm. But it's an, it's an anomaly because it just happens to show up, but you, you don't know where it's coming from or what made it. Or mm, it's, an, right. it's an anomaly. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Okay. That makes sense. So, okay, so they don't know what the what the shadow shape was, and, the, you know, they're like, is it someone messing with us? Blah, blah, blah. So then they have one of my favorite scenes, which is when they're, you know, doing the day job, and it has that jaunty little music, and they, Jason and Grant are, like, doing a plumbing job and talking about whatever investigation, you know. I love it. I love the staged plumbing scenes so much. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, during this scene, they decide that they have to go back and see if they can recreate that shadow figure or debunk it somehow. So anyway, they go back and all the same people are there except they switch out Carl, the demonologist, for Brian Bell. And this is where the drama really heats up. Because um, it follows Brian Bell around like a sad little puppy. Um, so basically what they do is they go back to the penitentiary and they, they get the same camera and they put it in the exact same spot and they make sure that it is, you know, it's the same angle like everything's the same because science and um 
and they want Brian Bell to just sit at the monitor and watch that camera to see if he, you know, if anything happens on that camera. Um, and then, you know, they were told that that balcony was inaccessible to people. So Grant is like, let's see if I can climb up here. And he's able to climb up. So it's possible, you know, that a person climbed up there, right? So they're like, okay, well, let's see what a person looks like, you know, at that spot in the camera. But we don't see that yet. We see um, Jason and Grant with the thermal camera. And I think this is the first time that they've used the thermal camera since we started this podcast. I think this is the first go. But the first thing that they see is a kitty, which is really cute. Um, oh, and then they're in the death row area, and Brian catches an orb, but really it's, you know, it's just like dust or water vapor, and it's reflected light. orange because there's an orange gate. Yeah, light refraction on Mr. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we, they don't say that yet. They're just really excited about all these orange orbs. Um... And then, let's see, Brian Bell is missing instead of sitting at the monitor like he's supposed to. Because um, he went to flirt with girls at the gym across the street. Supposedly. He says he went to wash his hands because he touched a slug or something. Which, I don't know, all of that seems suspect to me. Um, so then they're done for the night because they're doing two nights this time at the penitentiary. Um... And then the next day he oversleeps and he's like, blah, 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 you know. Um, excuses, excuses. Right. And oh, and so at the beginning of the second night, um, Brian Harnois receives the enhanced footage of the shadow shape thingy in cell block 12. And it's when it's cleaned up, it's a lot clearer. It's easier to see. And this this shape, you know, it's shaped like a person, but it's only like four feet tall. And it's not that people aren't four feet tall. You know, obviously there are people who are four feet tall. Right. Um, and so, but that just means that it wasn't anybody on their team or any of the people that were working at the penitentiary that night. None of those people were only four feet tall. Yeah. It would so, have most likely have been a child or something. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, a short adult. I don't know. There, mm -hmm. It exists. Um, blah, blah, blah. Oh, so they send Brian Harnois up there and they put some kind of like coat or something over him, um, you know, to kind of mimic because it does look like it, you know, if it's a person, it looks like they have some kind of like cape or something, like, like a draped. shroud. Yeah, like yeah. draped over because all you can really see are like their little legs poking out under it. Like, you mm -hmm. can't really see, like, their head or face, but you can see, in the cleaned-up version, you can see, like, where the top is. But it's not like a head, it's just, you know. Anyway. So, um... And, you know, they have him, like, walk towards the camera and then turn around and walk away. But he, like, he can't see anything because, you know, it's dark in there. They have all the lights off. 
and he's just trying to like scoot along this narrow little passageway with this like short little railing and you know he's kind of a tall guy so I can see why that would be nerve-wracking because right. like, what if you went too far and you tripped over your coat and you fell off the thing and broke your neck you know right um, but he can't really go very fast and so they you know they do their best to see if like that could have been a person um, but they can't really get like any kind of a, you know anything that looks the same right they couldn't recreate it really they tried to debunk it basically and they did the first and only reinvestigation that I know of yeah. I don't know. I didn't see the later seasons of Ghost Hunters, but this was like a special thing that they reinvestigated and came back two more nights and yeah. were like, our reputation is on the line. We've got to mm -hmm. debunk this because if we're going to submit this as evidence to the paranormal, you know, mm -hmm. field, like we got to make damn sure that A, we might be able to catch more stuff or B, be able to debunk or recreate such a thing to say, yes, there actually could have been somebody messing with us mm -hmm. or no, we can't explain that because we cannot recreate it and we try. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so they, they basically do their best to recreate or debunk it and, you know, it's just not, what they come up with is just not the same um and then there's more drama with brian bell blah 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 and then jason and grant are down in cell block 12 again and they keep seeing you know like shadow figures like running all around and you know it's basically like the same stuff that you know all the claims are talking about and like pretty much everybody on the team has that same experience in cell block 12 where there's like you know like they see uh, shadows and um you know all that whatever right and even one of them was witnessed by both jay and grant at the same time they yeah both saw the same shadow person which is unusual they said yeah so then they do the analysis of the new footage, and there's just a bunch of bugs and dust. Um, and so they don't really find anything new um, The second, on the second investigation. Um, so that couldn't be debunked or except yeah, for... Yeah, because it's just yeah. a bunch of, you know, so-called orbs or the orange orbs which is just like a light refraction, blah, blah, blah. Um, so there it is. Like, really all that they get is that weird shadow thing, which is pretty... I think it's a pretty cool piece of footage. What do you think about it? What are your thoughts on that piece of footage? Well, I think... I don't know it's hard for for some reason i feel skeptical about this one because it seems like in some frames it's almost like you can see tennis shoes kicking mm -hmm. out behind the figure mm -hmm. like i mean is it possible they could have had you know just 
pushed some kid up there and there were holes cut out in the shroud that they were wearing so that the kid could see where they were going Mm -hmm. and would be able to be more agile and smaller so therefore they could run down that narrow hallway. I mean... Well, that's a thing, but also if you just look at how the, you know, the shadow thing looks compared to when Brian does it, Like, Uh you can see him really clearly. You can see his legs. You can see his coat on top of him. You know, and it's the same camera in the same place in the same conditions. And you can tell that's, like, it's obviously a person, you know. And so, to me, like, the... The difference in the, the clarity really says a lot. Right. I can see where you're going with that, because, yeah, you know, it did seem like it was much clearer mm-hmm. um, when Brian tried, you know, and my faith in Brian is kind of low, so I'm kind of like, why did they try to use Brian to do the, <laughs> you know what I mean? Probably because Steve is scared of heights. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, they could have had Grant or somebody else try it, but yeah. still. Um, yeah, I, I guess you would get, like, if I was the co-lead or the, the lead of a ghost hunting, uh, group, I probably would make the, the peons do the deep, do the (laughs) grunt work for me. Exactly, you do the hard work. (laughs) I'd be like, yeah, um, I'm not doing that. You can do that and I'll give you some brownie points or something, Mm -hmm. you know? I don't know. But yeah, I was that one was hard for me because yeah, on the other hand, there was me in the back of my head I was like, mm, you know, was it really debunked well enough or not? But then at the other on the other hand, like you said, it it was very strange because it seemed to appear out of nowhere. Right. And you could see Brian obviously coming towards the camera and then going away. And you can't really see it on the shadow thing. Right. And with when Brian was there, the camera was able to focus on him. Right. And the other thing, you know, the camera had nothing to focus on. Yeah. And that's um, true. And so, you know, like, I don't, I don't know if they, like, if you could say they fully debunked it because they couldn't. You know, because debunking a lot of times is, like, proving what a piece of evidence is. hmm You know, like, that is, you know, like, that weird banging noise you hear is your, you know, your floor popping because the, you know, the wood is heating up or whatever, you know. Like, that to me is more, like, debunking. It's like, well, we figured out what this is. And, you know, if you figure out what something is, then it's debunked. If you can't figure out what it is, then it's, you know, evidence of paranormal. Right, yeah. Because you're right, they tried to debunk it, but they couldn't. Yeah, and they, they couldn't prove that it... that it was a person. You know, but that doesn't mean, well, obviously it's a ghost, 
you know, like we don't know what it is. It's like a weird shadow shape that comes out of nowhere and runs away, you know. And you, right. if you can't say what it is, then, you know, then that is like part of the mystery, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I can't say what it is. I don't fucking know. I don't know I can, anything. I can say that it wasn't Brian Harnois. <laughs> yeah. I can say that it wasn't anybody from TAPS or any of the people that worked at the penitentiary. You know, other than that, I don't, I don't know what it was. Like, I don't think it was a person, but I wasn't there and I don't, I don't know. Right. So it's like yeah. a, a mystery footage, you know, like it's one of those things that I don't think will ever be answered. Right. And it still kind of holds up today because I have watched uh, a lot of um, top five paranormal or ghost footage doodads on YouTube and, you know, because I'm obsessed mm -hmm. and, um, and I have seen them reuse that footage from ghost hunters from Eastern state penitentiary. Yeah. Actually a few times in different, on different YouTube channels where they were like, yeah, this one today, still not explained. Yeah. Still weird. You know? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's just like any other thing, you know, even like an EVP or anything, it's like you can't really say what that is. Mm -hmm. All you can do is say what it isn't. Can you hear me well enough? Yes. Because I just realized that my microphone was upside down. <laughs> I can hear you just fine. Okay. And I'm watching the levels on the thingy. And I, I think you're fine. Thank you to Yeti microphones for being so sensitive. I know. My God, this microphone is so sensitive. But I Weird. did, I did this time um, close the window before we started recording so that we wouldn't have quite as much background noise. So <laughs> hopefully that makes a difference. I can't guarantee that my mom won't bust in and loud talk at us but we'll see what happens or your brother in his uh, beard and oh what a guy yeah yeah um, that was all that was that was an episode i know that was remember it's hilarious <sighs> yeah this time it's just my kitties both mm -hmm. milo and otis have come by to say hello and Aww. you know act out like toddlers trying mm -hmm. to get attention mm-hmm which is, you know, it's what they do. Yeah. It's fine. Heather. Sophie. I am love you. My love you, too. Yay! So lucky. I know. How many years? Good Lord. I was 10. So yeah. that was 29 years ago. 29 Almost. years. Almost, yeah. That's, I, wow. I haven't known anybody that long except for like my family. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I think that's good. I think like you and Aurora are like my oldest friends. Mm-hmm. Because I met both of you in 1993. 
Yeah. And I I remember, yeah, no, we don't need to get into that. Oh, to like go, (laughs) to to go back to the original topic, Yes, you know, since we have one for once, um, you know, I did notice what was interesting to me is like, it had, like, I almost had to take Dramamine again because I was getting motion sickness from watching this episode because it was so shaky and like, you know, and I think that that's just like what was in style back then when Uh they were starting out with the whole reality show thing where it's like supposed to look really raw and Mm -hmm. like personal. Um, Because yeah, this episode, I was like starting to get a bit of a headache and start to feel a little nauseated because it was like the, screen kept going woo 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 and I was just like oh my god dude drama yeah. mean why do I need to take that when I'm watching Ghost Hunters episode we this evil thing needs to stop rearing its ugly head up mm-hmm. in my life. Can't shake it. No. Yeah um so yeah that was interesting because it and also I noticed that the penitentiary was blacker than black in there it was darker than dark like literally i don't think you know if that place is closed up and locked down like imagine being a prisoner there with there like you literally wouldn't even be able to see your hand in front of your face because there's no sunlight Mm -hmm. getting into that place it's like being in a cave like a fucking troll or a hobbit or something i don't know like you're just well, hobbits don't live in caves, first of all. That's true. They live in hills, under hills. Yeah, they live in holes, and they're very comfy. <laughs> we don't need to get into that. That's another right. That's another podcast. Yeah. Well, yes that that would be hilarious if we did another podcast, dirting out about Lord of the Rings. That mm-hmm. would be fantastic. I have things to say. Yeah, you do. I, have I know you have a lot to say. I have so many topic. feelings about that. <laughs> oh god no don't nope okay talk about something okay. else fast hurry ghosts ghosts yes thank you uh so did you ever get a chance to talk to your brosif about him sharing a story about the shadow person or no that's okay i have not there's just there's a lot going on yeah um absolutely here. so um yeah, that conversation has not happened. Yeah, it okay. will happen. I believe um, you. No worries, it's okay. We still haven't um, gotten any emails. We still haven't. No, from our three listeners, they're just not fucking doing it. How, dude, come on, guys, give us something to work with, even if it's like just a one a single line, or even you know if you just fill the subject line and then it you know when we open it up it says this email has no content (laughs) (laughs) i would be happy Uh, yeah i mean seriously like come on we know that all three of you are out there yeah that you have access to a computer because you're listening to a podcast right so if you Absolutely. don't have a computer, you have some kind of, you know, smart device of some sort. 
Indeed. You know, something. And they all can do email. That's right. That I, is right. I don't know a lot about technology, but I do know that all the devices have email. There's no fucking excuse, is what I'm saying. So, right, email right. us. And one of these just, days, I'll remember what our email is. But and, until uh, then... I know it. I know it. And just a gentle reminder, dear listeners, it's Hofi. H-O-P-H-I-E. 70362 at gmail.com. Wow, good job, Sophie. Thanks. I remember the Hofi part. It's the numbers that I never remember, but I do have it written down, so it's all fine. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful to you for, for making our shared Gmail account and checking it Aww, for us. You're welcome. I, uh, you know, I'm still working on getting our show onto other platforms so eventually listeners will be available more places where podcasts are available so yep and also i think we're on google podcast though that's a lot neat. of people listen on google we're also on spotify now <gasps> wow yeah. that's super cool and yeah. and you know what also like I'm in no rush to do any of those things. This is our love child. This is just like purely for our own enjoyment. Yes. If somebody else gets enjoyment out of this, you know, if, if you give us constructive feedback or like, you know, feedback in, uh, in any form, like maybe we would listen to that at sure. some point and be like, okay, we'll take that into consideration. Our listeners want to hear this type of topic or whatever have you mm -hmm. but even then i can't guarantee it you know i i cannot guarantee that we won't go on tangents or that we won't talk about you know yeah like i said i i cannot stop talking about myself <laughs> so you know your, your favorite subject it is oh. i'm not gonna stop so good um yeah but we'd love to hear from you so it's Hofi, H-O-P-H-I-E, 70362 at gmail.com. Tell right. your friends. Right. And, and then they'll tell their friends, and then they'll tell their friends, and then somebody will tell Jason Hawes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Grant's thumb will know. Yes, and then... We'll be so embarrassed. Yeah, we and will. And it'll be probably. so awesome. Yeah. Maybe someone yeah. will tell Steve Gonzalves. I know. I love that that's how it's pronounced, even though it's like, mm, it doesn't look like it's, you know, that sounds like the whitest way somebody could ever say that last <laughs> name. But like, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. But it's it's funny to me that we are such fans to this day even though like this show came out like how many flipping years ago i don't know but like i know we were listening to it or watching it when i was in my early 20s so mm -hmm. it's at least been around for you know 15 to 17 years or so maybe yeah I don't know when go when Ghost Hunters first came out. That's a good question. I said that wrong. Google when did it. did Ghost Hunters first come out? Uh, October sixth, two 
2004. So I was literally, I would have been 18, 2001, 18, 19, 20. I would have been 21. Wow. Yeah. So the original program spanned 11 seasons with 230 episodes, not including 10 specials. Wow. Um, you know, that's... And we're only that's, on episode five. <laughs> I know. We're Well, you know, you got to start from the beginning and then when you get to the end... Stop. That's right. We'll never um, stop. So, and then, of course, the series was revived in early 2019 and aired its 12th and 13th seasons on A&E. And then the series moved to Discovery Plus in 2021 for its 14th season, starting on October 31st, 2021. Mm-hmm. And it's set to air 10 episodes. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, now it's on the Travel Channel. I think it just premiered yesterday on Travel Channel. The newest season. That was only on Discovery Plus. Now it's, mm-hmm. now they're showing it on the Travel Channel, I guess. For, yeah. For people who don't want to subscribe to Discovery Plus. Because a lot of people were mad that, you know, they would have had to pay to watch a show that was always just like on tv right absolutely but you know taps had nothing to do with that it was discovery that made all those decisions but now i guess it's on travel channel so people can stop complaining right and it's not you know it's like when their contracts get bought and sold by different um you know companies inhuman entities yeah, like, yes. <laughs> Other demons around. Yes. yes. Um, that, you know, sell sell it to the next highest bidder. I mean, it's not really something they have control over because it, it's kind of like, okay, well, I guess we work for who we work for because they're mm-hmm. signing off on our paychecks to do this show. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe I'm a whore, but I would totally be like okay i don't care where i end up as long as you pay me money you know like sure give me money i'll get to keep ghost hunting there's nothing wrong with that i mean maybe someday we'll actually get paid to do this podcast dude which is a thing that could happen don't play with my emotions don't no don't you dare (laughs) it could happen it happens it's a thing yeah, what? No, not something that happens to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, we that would be could fantastic. get we could get paid to rant about things and talk about ghost hunters. Right, dude, living the dream. That would be living the dream, and yeah. you know, maybe we'd have enough money that we could afford to buy a. Uh, a haunted a, house a storage unit or <laughs> yeah or a storage unit that we can do our podcast <laughs> oh maybe we could afford to buy a mixer oh no no that's dreaming too big i know God. okay yeah. i need to scale it down bring yeah. it down to earth <laughs> we gotta adjust our expectations exactly to- like yeah let's not get crazy here we're only on episode five Right. It could happen, Sophie. We gotta we gotta dream big. Yeah, that's okay? true. That's true. Because if you can't envision it, then you cannot manifest it. Yeah. You know, unless you can believe that you're capable of something, then 
you've already, you know, you've already defeated yourself before you've started. If you can't believe that you can do something, yeah. you know, you've already decided, Oh no, I can't, I won't, you know, it's not going to happen, but it's we can and we will Sophie. That's right. Yeah. I just slammed my hand on my desk. So I heard that. <laughs> a lot harder than I was trying <laughs> to do. Uh, you yeah. just really, you were feeling it. You were passionate in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're we're gonna work on that. Yeah, on the dear listeners. Monetization of our podcasts and um also getting it on other uh platforms to listen to. You know, we still have to get added to like Apple podcasts and oh, yeah. iTunes and all that stuff. It'll um, it'll happen. It'll happen, well, I, I mean, believe in it us. just it basically requires me to like make <laughs> accounts on those different platforms and then push a button and then it'll be okay and you know it'll i'll do it and then you know power you that would be pretty low on my um <laughs> my list of things to do considering you're going through a nervous breakdown sure. but like well but um, here's the thing checking off the little things from my to-do list actually like really help the nervous breakdown so really yeah doing the little things yeah, no, so, and that makes sense because I know that when I am stressed out and anxiety ridden, just doing something as simple as the dishes mm -hmm. helps me feel like I have some control over something and like helps me to be in the moment, mm -hmm. even if it's just for that small time, because I'm focused on literally doing the next right thing and the next right thing and the next right thing. Yeah. Today, I have done three loads of laundry. Ooh. Yes. So the, the hardest part about laundry for me is putting it away for some yep. reason. It just like sits there. Yeah. <laughs> I had some laundry that I just put away today. I folded it and put it away and it has been sitting in a pile clean, clean laundry sitting in a pile for like a month. Right. So that's put away. And then all the dirty laundry is in the process of being washed. The other day I changed my sheets. Mm -hmm. And I washed all of my blankets. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, you have to do, like, I try to do at least one little job every day to not you know, go completely insane. You know, there's something to that. You're absolutely right. Because, um, cause, you know, I notice some negative self-talk creep up if I don't do get anything done or do anything in a certain day, even though, like, you know, maybe the depression or my symptoms are so bad that, like, maybe all I can do is just lay like a puddle mm -hmm. um, for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but, you know, if I do somehow overcome my lack of motivation, um it is monumental thing that yeah. I at like accomplished that task, whatever, however little it is. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it feels good to do the little things. So one yeah. of these days, the little thing I do will be getting our podcast put onto other platforms and, um, you know, doing other like social media things for our podcast to get the and, word you know, out 
Hell yeah. It's going to happen. It, We're going to do it, and it's going to be awesome. Uh, agreed. And also, you just let me know if there's anything you need help with, because, I, you know, I can, I can work my way around the interwebs, all right? Yeah. Cool. Well, we're gonna we're getting shit done. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, James Fisher or whatever cousin's name is, James Stoby. Stoby. Sorry. For some reason, I thought there was two James Fishers in the family, but there I realized are. no, there's my two dad Jameses. and my brother. Oh, geez. Yeah. And my grandpa. So I, they were all James Fishers. So technically, your brother is James Fisher the third. I mean, technically, I guess. But they all have different like... middle names, though. Oh, yeah, it doesn't count. Yeah. Unless you have the exact middle name as well. Yeah, so they um, all have different middle names. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We might have to cut that out for anonymity purposes. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's not like an uncommon name. Oh, yeah, that's true. Never Here's mind. their I... social security numbers for everybody who's interested. never mind yes here's the three digit code from the back of my debit card too while we're talking about things yeah Um, you know might as well yeah fucking a so yeah whatever um what else should we was there anything in this episode that you liked you didn't like i love this episode um why? Uh, just because they get, like, this big piece of evidence that is, you know, that they just can't explain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's pretty cool because, you know, like, the first few episodes, like, there was just kind of like, oh, this EVP, blah, blah, Even though some of the EVPs have been pretty good, you know, like, EVPs to me aren't nearly as like exciting to watch as you know like a piece of video that can't be explained like it's pretty exciting and um you know and also i just i love the i love the drama i love (laughs) the interpersonal (laughs) drama and um i'm not gonna lie i love it and if there's Brian Harnois around, you can bet. Oh, it's going to be will drama, be... and I yeah. I don't know. I just think it's a cool episode. I agree. I liked it a lot, too. Um, yeah. Aside from the motion sickness, I yeah, was having weird. a blast because it was such a classic, <laughs> dude, run! Yes! I mean, that's like <laughs> iconic Brian Harnois. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. I think, I mean, a lot happens, and, you know, it's kind of, for me, it's like a, like the the Race Rock Lighthouse followed by Eastern State Penitentiary. It's like a turning point of the series, you know? Because it's, it's like, it's, it's more, it's like a, Like a, um, what am I trying to say? Oh my god. Words. 
you know, it, like, it makes you excited for, like, what's going to come up next, you know? Mm-hmm. The anticipation or the um, tension kind of builds, like, it's, like, kind of a, like, a slow burn, and then all of a sudden it's starting to yeah. kind of climax so or get up there. You know, like, any time that there's, like, a really cool piece of evidence where you're like, oh, my God, that is amazing. Like, mm-hmm. what even is that? Like, whoa. You know, sometimes you're like, how can they outdo that? Mm-hmm. And then they do. But we'll get there. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's, yeah. There's one thing in particular I just saw in my head when I was talking about that. So, <gasps> Ooh. I know. I'm not, I won't say what it is, not even to you. Cause mm-hmm. it's, oh. <gasps> um, no. But, you know, it's just cool. So, that's... That's my feelings about their first visit to Eastern State. Mmm. Foreshadowing. Yes. And, um, yeah. Delicious. I like it. I like the drama. I like mm-hmm. the... I like Steve's offhand comments about, like, I would say dust. <laughs> Probably a bug. That's I would a bug. say dust. <laughs> you know, yeah. like every single thing that Brian shows him, and Brian's like, "Really, dude?" <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. dust." <laughs> yeah, I love that Steve just yeah that they showed that in quick succession, mm-hmm. like changing from scene to scene with each bit of evidence that Brian comes up with, yep. and Steve is just like. Probably dust. Yeah, that's a bug. I'd say bug. You know, it's like, and he just says it over and over and over again. And it just I know, that was like... good for the editors, making mm-hmm. that choice. That was very good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, those are my thoughts. Neat. Yeah. So, what, when are we going to talk about the monkey man? Move. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we might have to make that an exclusive thing and put it, like, when we set up a Patreon account, that can be, like, an exclusive story just for our Patreon people. Yeah, Because that's on the list of things to do for this podcast is set up a Patreon. Yes. We need a mixer, so we need money. (laughs) Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, like... Anything you can donate, even if it's just ninety nine cents, you could save a child's life in, uh, I don't know, Madagascar yeah. Yeah. somewhere. Because I don't want to increase the monthly rate on my OnlyFans, you know. Like I gotta, <laughs> we gotta branch out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, uh. Anyway, so uh, okay, really quick before we go, because we're. We're at one hour and 46 minutes right now. Good um, lord. I know. We're, all we do is jibber-jabber. Mm. Um, that's not a complaint. That's just a statement of fact. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me one thing in the past week that was something that happened to you that made you happy. I got my eyebrows microbladed. They look really fucking good. Thank you. Yeah really good yeah i told her i wanted it to look natural and she accommodated 
I feel yeah. like she did a good job and it fe- it makes me feel more confident that like, yeah, I, I can just go out and f- look fabulous. Yeah. She did a great job. Thank you. Great eyebrows. What about you? Um, I ordered some new summer clothes Ooh. and, um, I, I have received four items. I don't know how many total items I ordered because, you know, sometimes you just buy things. Um, <laughs> but I have received four of the items and they're so cute and I can't wait for it to actually be warm enough to wear summer clothes because I'm excited. Yes. Also, my birthday is two weeks from today. That's right. And then your birthday is very soon after. So Yes. Yes, we're going to be have, celebrating our birthdays, and it's going to be rad. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Heck yeah, we should do a special birthday episode. Ooh. That'd be fun. I like that idea. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well I yeah, guess... Yeah, we got things in the works. Let's, uh... I guess we'll sign off. Um, please, thank you for listening. Um, please email us and tell us your ghost stories or, you know, whatever, whatever story you want to tell. I don't know. Um, and I guess we'll, we'll be back like in a week or so to talk about more stuff and ghost hunters and stuff. Yeah. And possibly some personal experiences yeah and also to ask the eternal question where's my fucking flashlight yes (laughs) sayonara suckers oh my god where's the button okay bye. bye